Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. Blessed that you have chosen to join us on this afternoon. Uh, We're encouraged and we're blessed by our partnership and our connection with you. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. That's the number to get on the air. Uh, that number works anywhere in the United States. Uh, and we also have a dedicated text line. If you are unable to call, but you're in a safe place, text us. 720-336-0897. That's a text number. Put them in your phone. Uh, that way you, you can always have them there and just... You know, maybe even driving around telling Siri to call Calvary Live and get on the air with us. 303-690-3000. We want to welcome this week a brand new network of radio stations around the country. uh, The Freedom Radio Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're glad that you're with us. Uh, It is, I know it's a little different, uh, different voices at this time slot as you were used to another call-in program but things have changed and we welcome you right here into our studios in aurora colorado aurora colorado is a suburb of denver where calvary church uh where grace fm the radio network originates and so now calvary live is heard on multiple stations in many many states on the hope fm radio network shout out to you guys grace fm truth fm now Freedom Radio, and many, many more low-power stations around the country. Welcome. And uh, this show is is really a show that is one that is pastoral. Uh, we want to talk. Uh, it's not an, a, a show for arguing, so you, you, know, you can be sure that our call screeners will not, uh, we're not going to argue, uh, we're, we're not going to debate, uh, it's not the forum for that, but we will pray with you, encourage you. We will answer Bible questions for sure uh, and uh, develop a neat relationship as we have over the years. So welcome. 303-690-3000. Let me just say, uh, Christian Radio needs your financial support. Uh, the station that you're listening to this on right now needs your support. Now, of course, we're here in Colorado on Grace FM, so I always encourage you on Grace FM uh, to go to gracefm.com and click the donate button and support us financially. There are a, a continually ongoing costs that go with radio. We're not a corporation. We're not a big business. We're a church that owns a few radio stations, and that's the tr- That's the same for Hope FM, Truth FM, Freedom Radio. Uh, also is a church-owned network. So wherever you're listening to this, donate to your local Christian radio. If it's Hope FM, go to Hope FM. If it's Freedom Radio, go to Freedom Radio. If it's Grace FM, definitely support. Every little bit counts. Even every big amount counts. 
uh, to continue. As you can see, the landscape of radio, it's just mostly music, music, music. Music doesn't save people. Uh, the gospel saves people. And music is great and it's encouraging. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that there are Christian music stations on the air, but music doesn't save anyone. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ that saves. And so these stations are dedicated to worship and the word. And the word is, the, the word of God is what changes lives. Remember what, G, what Paul said in Romans chapter one? I was just teaching this last night. Uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of God for in it is the power of God or for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, the Jew first and also for the Greek. So support local Christian radio, would you? If you're here in Colorado, Wyoming, uh, Nebraska, support, um, support Grace FM. Uh, if you are in listening to this on another station, then support local station. 303-690-3000. Here is a text question or a comment. It says, I would like to confess that I've been prideful and self-righteous. May the Lord create a humble heart in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Father, I pray for this uh, person that has confessed their pride. Um, it's something that you have moved them uh, to submit themselves to you. And you have encouraged us to come to you and confess our sins to one another, but also to confess our sins to you. Uh, if we, your, your word says, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I pray for this brother or sister that is recognizing pride in their life and that you would forgive them, encourage them, and strengthen them. In Jesus' name, amen. Give us a call, 303 690 is the number and uh, it's encouraging to to know that in these last days the Lord is doing great things and <clears throat> how how you see how, how living out in these last times and these last days I should say um, how God has allowed us to be born for this time period you're alive for this time period. Um, isn't that an amazing thing to consider? I know we could take the other approach and go, man, it's so hard, it's so difficult, I can't believe all the things that are happening. Yes, but you were born for such a time as this. You and I are alive for this time period. We weren't, we weren't alive for other episodes in human history. It's now. And may the Lord use us greatly uh, for the furtherance of his gospel. 303-690-3000. All right, let's head up to Longmont. Justin is in Longmont, Colorado. Welcome to the program, Justin. Hey, thanks, Pastor Ed. Uh, question of Mark one forty one. Yes. So just a different translation, NIV versus others. It just says, uh, like, regarding when uh, Jesus killed the leper, it says that Jesus was indignant in the NIV. I was just wondering, like, the translations between that and, like, other translations, they said he was moved with compassion. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, I'm looking at the NLT with a footnote. 
uh, and it says move with compassion. So uh, the word there is splanktozomai, uh, and it means to feel deeply or viscerally, uh, to yearn, have compassion, uh, and that's the word exactly used in math in Mark one forty one. It's used in thirty Matthew twenty thirty four. Same word compassion is used. Uh, Luke ten thirty three. Same word compassion, and fifteen twenty. They all use the word compassion. Um, I don't see in this particular Greek dictionary uh, a word anger being de- being used to describe that specific. You know, I'm looking at where it might be used in different places. Even in Mark 6.34, it's same thing, compassion, uh, compassion, 14.14.8.2. It's all used compassion. So I'm not sure where they got anger from. Yeah, I guess I was just wondering why, uh, if you knew, like, why it said indignant in the NIV. Well, you know, I, uh, there are two sets of manuscripts. Uh, I think you know that. The newer translations, uh, like the NLT, the NIV, depend upon a set of manuscripts that are considered to be older, um, but very different. And then, of course, the New King James, the King James, well, really more the King James, the Revised Standard Version, uses the authorized uh, with the authorized text. They 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 refer to another set of manuscripts and. There's all kinds of debates, but when you put it together, the word itself, and when you look up the word itself, why the NIV translators chose anger instead of compassion. I mean, one of the things I would do is I would look up each of those um, references and see if they used anger in other places. So here, let me, let's, that's one of the things I, I would like to do. So let me see, let me pull the NIV up here, and let's see here. Let's just look at one or two of them. So... It's going to take a little bit, but this is one of the things I do when, when I have these kind of questions. Same word. Uh, so, let's look real quick here. I'm going to try to fill airtime. So, let's look at Matthew twenty thirty four. Do you have an NIV open? Uh, no, I'm driving right now. Okay, so let's then it'll take just a little bit of time. Matthew twenty thirty four translated compassion in the NIV. So that same word. In, in is translated compassion in Matthew twenty thirty four. So why they said anger there? I don't know. It's the same exact oh, word. Oh wow! Cool. All right on. Well, thank you for the clarification. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. That's a good question, and it's good to look at because you know you want to go. Uh, I'm not a Greek expert, of course. Uh, very few people are, but those that are, I commend you. Uh, for being language experts, but there are guys that wrote resource. I'm, I, you know, I've got my Bible program here open where I can right-click a word. Uh, I can find out what Strong's number it is. I can look it up in a variety of different uh, translations or or different dictionaries, and then start to look at them. And I'm and then I go, okay, maybe in one manuscript, one errant manuscript or a set of manuscripts, anger was used, but the word itself is is used there. And then when it's used in other places, the translators chose to use compassion. And I think context, too, means everything. If you look at it, there's, um, you know, it, there are other words that you could have used for anger and frustration there. But as you start to compare where that word is used in other places, 
contextually you can see that the weight of the evidence would be to lean toward compassion. 303-690-3000. All right, up to Greeley, Colorado. Yvette, welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Uh, My question is, um, so I am a foster parent, and my husband and I have been fostering for about two years. And this past Sunday, we brought in a teenager who identifies as a transsexual. And as Christians, it's really hard for me to figure out how I can love and support her without supporting um, her identity issues. Um, Like, she wants to bring her gay friends over. She wants to hang posters in her her room of, you know, just the, the rainbow flag and things like that. And do I say no to that stuff or... I, I just, you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a good question. I think it's going to happen more and more. Uh, we definitely are seeing the an increase of calls and uh, the volume of calls on these topics. But and and it does. It's like anything. Even as pastors, you know, it's like anything. The the difficulty we're dealing with can can stumble us. And I don't mean like stumble us towards sin, but like, like uh-huh. it can just like, we can be overwhelmed by it. Like it's just overwhelming. And then I've never dealt with this before. And then we start to think, well, I don't know how to deal with it. And it, it gets a better word than a stumble is overwhelms us. And even as yeah. pastors, we deal with this all the time where really difficult situations, you're like, Oh my goodness, I, I don't know what to do. And in those times, um, I, what I what I like to do when I I'm overwhelmed by a situation is to stand back and say, well, if it wasn't this overwhelming, if it wasn't this particular overwhelming situation, but it was a similar situation, what would I do? And so when I think right. of the and I think of your home, I would say, uh, would you allow your um, heterosexual um, teenager to hang a pride flag in their room uh would you allow what are the house rules because the house rules apply to everybody and and so if we don't have house rules then then let's develop those house rules for everybody in the house that includes you uh and your husband and obviously in in a parental role but like you're going to follow the rules too you're not making them just for the kids this these are the house rules this is what we do we don't we don't drink milk from the carton um that's a rule in our house. My wife does not like when I drink milk from the carton. Um, uh-huh. I don't mind if she drinks milk from the carton, but uh, she doesn't want me to. So that's a house rule. Nobody can do it. Uh, okay. And we all have to follow it. And we all submit to it. And And I think as you start to address these things, you'll the easier ones will be handled. Uh, because, no, we don't, we don't. And it's not we don't hang pride flags. It's that uh-huh. we don't put things on the wall that undermine our our belief in worshiping god okay. that's like as you start to assess this it's not you're you're not you don't have to pinpoint every little thing that a tra- uh-huh. a person that's going to be identifying in, as an opposite sex and going through confusion and all that all the pain and trauma that this child has experienced in their life uh-huh. um you you know as you've been trained in the foster care system how to be careful around that, how to be gentle around that. And it's probably uh-huh. one of the reasons why you're in the foster care system. But at the same time, you're also, um, you also know that they're coming into your home. So your home has a specific set of, of rules and authority and boundaries that 
it's important that anyone that comes into your home, including me, um, would okay. would follow your rules. That helps a lot. And that's where I would start. That's not going to cover every problem, right? Because then yeah. the next question would be, well, how do I address this person? And right. and I that's, say, yeah. so, so here here's something to consider, right? Ultimately, the goal in, I, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to, state what I think your goal is and you correct me. Um, ultimately my goal, I think your goal as a foster parent is to, is to bring a child into your home, care for them, love them, demonstrate the love of Jesus to them so that when they leave, um, that they, uh, if they come in unsaved, that they end up being saved. But if they leave, you'll always be a great memory in there. You'll plant seeds of the gospel. Is that a pretty accurate or would you have, can you say it better than me? No, that's uh. perfect. Yeah. So, so then that's your goal. So you already have the goal. And now what you and your husband need to do is say, okay, what are the lines we cannot cross that would be compromise or sin for us? Okay. So let's say, say for example, um, a boy wanting uh, to identify as a girl and they're, they want to be called Mary. Um, Mm -hmm. Is it possible for you to identify them by the name that they want that would buy you some more time in reaching them? That's the question to ask. You may not be able to. You say, nope, we uh-huh. can't do that because that's to us that's lying or that's not. But but I think I could, I think for a time, I, I don't know because I'm not in that situation yet, but I think in a, if they came, somebody came into the council, we talked about this in, as a pastor's, uh, in our pastor's meeting a couple weeks ago, you know, I, if somebody came in and demanded that I call them Mary, I'd probably uh-huh. do it for a while to keep the conversation going. You know, if they walked into the office and we want to talk to somebody and I hate God and and I and and all this stuff and the and and it's obviously a man that's dressed like a woman. Is it call me Mary? I think I could do that um, yeah. for the sake okay. of a conversation um, and just honor their desire for a different name. I mean, you know, if they wanted me to say, but you know, call me Mary and say I'm a woman. Like, I, you know, I can't uh-huh. do that. You're not a woman. Yeah. But I'm not going to fight uh-huh. them on it. I'm I'm going to try to avoid the fight. Yeah. As long as I can. Okay. Okay, that definitely helps. Um, it's a little tricky because the foster care system wants us to support them in their yeah. decision, but you know we can't compromise our beliefs for well, that. And, you so, know, yeah. this, this is where this is where you, it's going to get very interesting, um, and uh-huh. uh, and and this is what I think you can do. I think you can support their ability to make decisions. And I think you can make it sound like you're supporting the end decision. But if I turn Uh the conversation around, I go, you know what? It's an amazing thing that God has given to us, the ability to make decisions. I think I mentioned that in our Bible study last night, like just kind of addressing people that weren't saved in the, in our Bible study. Like, you know, it, it, you're right. God has given you the ability to make amazing decisions. You're right. Um, it's a great power. It's a great, and, and, you know, you can ride that for a while. Uh And, and and, I mean, if, if they sense your love and they sense your care, like Uh you can give an appearance. I mean, Jesus was with a bunch of sinners without ever approving of sin. Right. So they welcomed him in. They, you know, I, I, I would imagine in some of the scenarios that, you know, he never got drunk. He was never invited into coarse jesting or like never participated. Uh-huh. So we know it's possible. The question is, God, by your spirit, how can we, Lord, 
How can we stay in this kid's life as long as possible? Okay, that really helps a lot. I appreciate it. Can I pray for you? Yes, please. Father, I do pray for Yvette and and many, many other foster families that are being challenged in new ways in this new culture of ours. And we really do want to stay in people's lives as long as they'll allow us without personal compromise, without sinful compromise. But we've got to learn a whole new language, Lord. We don't, we don't know. Like, we don't know how to do this. We need new, fresh wisdom. But we're grateful, God, because now in these last days you're allowing us. I mean, it must have been what it was like for Noah. In the days that Noah lived, how Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah, God, and he was vexed. His spirit was vexed by what he was surrounded by. And, and so help us, Lord. We know it's hard. We know it's challenging. Um, we, know, we know those things, um, but the Lord is so good. You're so good to us. You're faithful to us. And we are grateful that you said, if we lack wisdom, that if we ask of you, you'll give it to us. And so we ask now for Yvette and many more foster families that I know of personally and in the broader scope of this beautiful opportunity to minister to kids in our state. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Yvette, if you want to email me, we've put together some resources just on on ministering to LGBTQ kids. Um, okay. Not necessarily your, your question, but the broader one. And I, if you email me, I'll send you a bunch of resources. I will. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, you know, super challenging days that we're walking into. New questions, right? We're asking new questions and and new questions that are requiring new wisdom from the Lord. Um, But I'm I'm thinking, you know, along the lines of, um, you know, it's kind of like what Pastor Chuck Smith taught us. uh, Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa, he's gone home to be with the Lord now. But he gave us a principle that I think is applicable. And he says, you know, when we come into those things that we don't understand, we fall back on the things that we do understand. And, and what, he was, what he was saying in that particular statement was, you know, there are times and seasons where we get into very great difficulties, very painful situations, cause us to question, cause us to question God, cause us to question everything. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. And, and instead of throwing away everything that we know to be true, we have to lean on those things that we know to be true. I know that God loves me. I know that he's helped me before. I know I've experienced his faithfulness. I know that he has sent his son Jesus to die for me. I know a lot that will help me get through the the challenging times of the times I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how I'm supposed to do it. And I just love that principle. It's helped me so many times. Uh, so give us a call, 303-690-3000. we got a prayer request. Pray for me. Uh, I had panic attacks today uh, that also felt like spiritual warfare. I think stress of working from home and isolation is the cause. So, Father, I pray uh, for this precious person just dealing with spiritual warfare, this panic attack, being alone, being at home. I pray, God, that you would strengthen them, um, that you would... uh, Your word, I've, I've been meditating on this, and I prayed into their lives. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. And so I just pray for that supernatural strength that we might have our minds stayed upon you, Lord, fixed uh, upon you, focused upon you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Here's another text question. Hey, you guys on Freedom Radio, you can call us anytime the show's on the air. 303-690-3000. You can join us wherever you are. Alabama, Georgia, Iowa, Idaho, Florida. Uh, We want to hear from you. Uh, Texas, you guys in Amarillo, our friends in Amarillo. uh, We want to hear from you. And then, of course, up in Hope FM, you guys call us. Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, uh, down in South Carolina, Kentucky, on Truth FM, Hope FM, and of course up and down the front range here in Colorado. Just remember, if you're not you're listening on any other station other than Grace FM, uh, you're hearing this right now one week delayed. But all that means is is that you call, you talk to us on the phone, just like uh, it, it'll be a live conversation, uh, and then you get to tune in next week and hear yourself on the radio which is kind of cool. It's kind of an added bonus. Here's another text question. Having a hard time spending time with God. Uh, There is so much I want to study. I don't know where to begin. Um, And what Bible translation do you use? Well, I, I use primarily the new King James version. It is a trusted version, updated version of the King James, and it, it combines at least footnotes, both major manuscripts. Um, There, there is, uh, some antiquated language even in the New King James, but they keep updating it. So I just started using a newer updated version, and they've changed some of the words. But I also like the NLT, and I've been using, that's the New Living Translation. I've been using that a lot. I like it. Um, I like its freshness. It makes me read differently. I know others use the ESV. Um um, it's not a, a version that I've picked up and used, but when I'm opening my, when I have my Bible versions open on my um, computer, I've got a lot of different versions. You know, I've got many, 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 many Bibles, but I carry a New King James around. But I recommend NLT for new believers. So the idea of spending, uh, you know, studying the Bible, where to start? I would encourage you to start in the Book of John. Uh, and let me tell you, I'm going to give you an, a different way of studying. I want you to pick up a book by my friend, Pastor Skip Heitzig, on, and the title of this book is How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It. How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It. And you can pick that up. If you want to support missions, you can pick it up on our bookstore, Calvary CO, that stands for Colorado, calvaryco.store calvaryco.store. We have a lot of resources there, trustworthy, and all the, you know, I know you can get it in other bookselling places, but all our net proceeds from our store go to missionaries. Uh, So you'll be getting a book for yourself and supporting missionaries, calvaryco.store. So get the book, How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It. Read that book, learn how to study, and then I would say start in the book of John and just start studying the book of John making observations, learning how to come to interpretations, maybe uh, getting a good, trusted commentary uh, that you could read with it, or Haley's Bible Handbook, which is a real small book that gives you chapter summaries of the entire Bible, or getting Warren Wearsby's uh, commentary, New Expositional. uh, What is? Let me make sure I got the right name for his commentary. His commentary is called the... Bible Exposition Commentary by Warren Wearsby. Uh, great resource. So uh, just start in the book of John. Get to know Jesus better. Spend all your time getting to know Jesus, and you will be blessed. You will be blessed. Up to Fort Collins now. Uh, Rob, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you today? I'm doing well, Rob. What's up? 
Well, you know, I just wanted to reach out to you. Um, I've been listening to your program for a long time, and I really like the Calvary movement. Um, I've been studying to be a pastor for the last couple of years. I, in my early 60s, I'll be 61 in November. Okay. Presently, I um, have been uh, leading a group of, of men um, that are struggling with uh, really severe addictions and homelessness. It's through a program called Harvest Farm uh, okay. up in Wellington. And it's sponsored by uh, Fort Collins Rescue Mission. I've been doing this for about the last eight years. And I've really been intrigued about your leadership uh, program that you have on Saturday mornings. Okay, and, uh, you uh, hear the music. You, I'm going to put you back on hold, and you'll be the first call in the second half. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's program. Big week for us here at Calvary Live. We want to welcome all of you listening on the Freedom Radio Network. Freedom Radio FM, I believe, is the network, and uh, we are on... I think at least 12 more states throughout the country, uh, in addition to the Hope FM radio network and the Truth FM radio network. I think now, the with all the stations that we're on, we're looking at at least 30 million, maybe, 30, 30 million people uh, coverage. Like these stations cover 30 million people. Imagine that. Um, and we're, we're grateful. Um, just to think that even the Grace FM radio network started as an idea uh, that we believe God had inspired for us for this, just to have solid Bible teaching all day, every day throughout Colorado. Uh, and we're still not done yet. You know, I really believe God has one more station for us here at Grace FM. Uh, so pray for us. We want to cover the, you know, there are, there are 13 prisons uh, down south of Colorado in a town uh, around Florence and Canyon City. So as you think of us, and you can pray for us around the country, uh, that our radio, that Grace FM, when you think of that, the origination of this particular program uh, originates in Colorado. The pastors that are uh, answering questions are Colorado pastors. Um, we can see some variety of that coming soon, but right now it's the Colorado pastors. And when you think of Colorado, just pray for us that the Holy Spirit would open a door, uh, the resources would be available for all the extra costs and things, and we would just go for it in these last days. It's amazing. The Lord is so good to us. So welcome aboard, everyone on Freedom Radio. We're glad that you're with us. Uh, we are just super, uh, it's just a super um, you know, privilege uh, to be a small part of what God's doing in your life. So here's the deal. You call us. Get on the air with us, 303-690-3000. That number works anywhere in the country. Just put it in your cell phone, save the number, and uh, if you want to be on the air, we can talk together, 303-690-3000. Or you can text us to dedicate a text line, 720-336-0897. It's also a place where you can send us your prayer request 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'll pass it on to our staff and our prayer teams here at Calvary Church. 
My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary Church. It's a Calvary Chapel. Uh, we moved here 21 years ago uh, from Southern California uh, to be used by the Lord in planning a church. So we're grateful uh, for the years that God has given us here. And you can find out more information on uh, me or the ministry here. Just go to my website, uh, edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org. Uh, I write on grief, life, and ministry, as well as spiritual leadership. That's what ministry covers. Uh, as we were talking to Rob up in Fort Collins, Colorado, he had a question or um, about a program we have here on Grace FM on Saturdays. Rob, welcome back. Uh, thank you, Pastor. Um, I really uh, have been blessed about uh, your leadership uh, series on Saturdays. Uh, yes. Like I was saying earlier, uh, I do have a ministry that actually started off as a small group that, that God laid on my heart to minister and to uh, uh, bring the Word of God to uh, men who have uh, suffered from severe, severe addiction and homelessness. Uh, it's a great program that they're into up in uh, Wellington, Colorado. Uh, yes. They stay at a place called Harvest Farm, and okay. uh, they go through uh, recovery, and it's uh, faith-based. Uh, I guess my question would be, or maybe my statement, so to speak, would be, um, you know, the, the, the fact that I'm really... Um, uh, really taken with the uh, the idea of servant leadership, and uh, I have a passion for these men, and I really, my passion for these men is to have them experience the love of God and to know God at the deepest level possible, and uh, and and to to be restored. And uh, I have an analogy for these men of, of uh, you know, it's kind of like that old car that you see on a country road that's got that's that's just parked in a, a field but you know that car used to be something and yes you know they had to have to go through a, a tough process to get restored and i'm just you know i'm learning over the past eight years of of how to 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 bring that picture of restoration to them and uh to do that in a servant mannerhood um like I said, I'm studying to be a pastor. I'll get my certificate uh, through Global University and Barang uh, Bible College here in the fall. And uh, I would just love to reach out to you and, and just really glean anything I can from, from you and others to, to be able to expand this ministry maybe into other churches and other communities because it has been very effective. And yeah. uh, I'm really grateful for it, very humbled by it. Well, you know, I think that the, the good news about ministry is that the Lord raises up one and he puts down another, and we can trust him, you know, with handling uh, handling our lives and right. leading us and guiding us. And I, I think that the um, the significance of what you're doing is is super good, and I am blessed to hear of what God's doing. And that particular uh, program that you're hearing on Saturdays is actually a podcast that I have, uh, and you can search for that podcast. I mean, you can find all this information, uh, all the media outlets that we use here at Calvary Church uh, on our website at calvaryco.church. As a matter of fact, uh, what I'm going to do, Rob, is I, I because there was some background noise, I asked David to put you on hold. But what David's going to do 
uh, when I'm done with the call is he's going to get your information. I just finished writing a book. Uh, we just published a book on pastoral ministry. It's going to be the, the topic of our new podcast. Um, I'm going to be going through all of the elements of this particular book. We call it Sure and Steady. It's a project I've been working on for 15, 16, 17 years. Probably I could say the entirety of, because I, I was given a pamphlet many years ago um, on pastoral ministry, and I always thought, man, I want to rewrite this. And then I got permission from the author to use his idea, and he gave me permission, and then it ended up being something totally different, uh, which is great. Uh, so we just finished it uh, as a pastoral team. So I, I wrote the nuts and bolts of it, then we got together and edited it together, uh, and then p- finally published it. And it too is available on our website. But I'm going to give it to you as a gift. Uh, and for you guys listening in around the country, you can go to my website, edtaylor.org. Don't go to .com because edtaylor.com is a professional Santa Claus. That is not me. Um, mine is .org, edtaylor.org. And all the information on these resources are available uh, there or you know on our website calvaryco.church so i'm going to pass that on to you subscribe the podcast is called lead to serve with the number two lead to serve and we're just airing those podcasts on the on saturdays here in colorado uh unedited just kind of raw like a discussion on the radio uh and i'm grateful that the lord has uh, used that in your life so uh dave's going to get your info and we'll put this in the mail to you uh tomorrow 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690. We're going to head over to Thornton, Colorado. Juan, welcome to the program. Hello, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, What's it called? Uh, I just wanted to request, I wanted to ask for a prayer. uh, Okay. um, I had a series of things go on with my life. My wife kind of left me, and uh, my son is in California. And I don't really, I look for him, but his mom never lets me take him or let me, you know, spend more time with him. Yeah. And just trying to find, you know, some some guidance from God to make me the man that he needs me to be for him and, and his, and his you know, his will let be done. But just I need prayer to help me get through finding success and help me Dealing my marriage, helping me with my marriage and my son's relationship and my wife's relationship with us together. And yeah. this is, yeah, please. Are, are you plugged into a local church up there, Juan? Um, I went to the Longmont in Calvary, and I only yeah. went there once. After I went there once, I got into a motorcycle accident and oh, never, no. I haven't showed up back there in three months. Yeah, you know, you've got a, quite a few great churches up in that area. You have, of course, in Longmont, you have Nick Cady um, that's at Whitefields. That's probably the one that you visited. Uh, you also mm-hmm. have Jeff Kramer over in Westminster. Um, but being surrounded, you know, as I listen to the difficulties in your life, being surrounded by a group of believers, being surrounded by men that can encourage you, strengthen you, um, support you, is really super important. Um that you need that kind of support right now so are you able to walk are you able to drive can you get to church oh yeah most definitely i i just honestly i kind of pushed my doctor to let me go back to work and he didn't want me to go back to work but uh (laughs) i i needed you know work and i needed 
do what God needs me to do is work, you know? Yeah. And um, I really want to go back to church, too. It's just I don't know which church to go to. Well, make it a point. You know, there's at least a couple you can, uh, like if you already visited the one in Longmont, you can go back with Pastor Nick, or this week you could try the one in Westminster. Um, There's also another one in Thornton. It says you're calling from Thornton, so you have like three of our churches from our family are right there in your area. So you've got Legacy uh, Christian Fellowship up there in Thornton. You have Calvary Westminster, and you have Whitefield Community Church uh, at um, in Longmont. And and so, pick awesome. one of them. I didn't know and, that. <laughs> yeah, pick yeah, one and just definitely. like I'll go there. Go back to Longmont. <laughs> okay, yeah. Then uh, go back to Longmont and introduce yourself. You know, and introduce yourself to Nick, and then introduce yourself to people so that they'll they'll be looking for you if you don't go back. Like they can plug in and let them know and go out, go up after service and pray and get connected in the men's ministry and. You know, that that's going to help you because what you're going through layer upon layer upon layer is going to continue to be hard. Um, even if one of these has been solved, you've still got other things to deal with. Uh, and it's going to be hard. So you need to be surrounded by the brethren to help incur- keep you encouraged when days get difficult and challenging. And so mm-hmm. let me pray for you. And then thank you. You've got to call, yeah, I've been, call, I've been call me next too. week. Yeah. yeah call me next definitely. week. and. Tell me how the church visit was. Most definitely will. Thank you, Pastor. Father, I pray for my brother Juan as he um, faces this super difficult challenge. And um, it's one after another after another, including now this accident and just everything going on. It just seems like uh, there's pain upon pain upon pain. And I pray for favor with his son. Pray for favor with his wife, his ex-wife, his the situations that are outside of his control, um, just the loneliness and the difficulty, and even as he's found a a church in Longmont, Lord, that is a place for him to plug into and and seek refuge and peace. I pray that you would lead him, guide him, and connect him with the right people this Sunday. That just would give him a word, Lord, of of how much you love him and how much you care for him and and how faithful you are even in these challenging times. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, one, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask David, I'm going to put you on hold and ask David to get your info, and I will send a book to you um, as a gift for me to you that would just encourage you in a difficult time, all right? That's awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, one, give David your info, and then he'll give it to me. No, I almost definitely will. You take care. Thank Thanks you. you. God bless you. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number, and we want to welcome everyone on Freedom Radio, our friends on Hope FM, Truth FM, of course, here on Grace FM. And, you know, I, as you guys are listening to the program um, and you hear a brother like Juan and you just hear him living on the edge, um, you know, it, it opens up your heart and mind, right, to know that many people are living on the edge right now. And COVID hasn't helped and restrictions hasn't helped. And I, you know, even during the show, I'm, I, I, was, I got a text update that says in Los Angeles, which, you know, what happens in L.A. usually fans out around the country. They're not even going to let you visit someone in the hospital without a vaccine now. And I'm like, oh, now they're getting super close. What do you mean I can't visit my loved one? 
in the hospital. What do you mean I can't do a hospital visit uh, without a vaccine? And, and, you know, whatever your view is on vaccine, that's actually not my point. But my point is, is that there's this constant, complete, total effort to separate people from each other. Uh, to and and whatever whatever goal it is, whatever motives they are, uh, things are going to get harder in our culture. They just are. You know, some of you are familiar with the scriptures when Paul writes in the first century. This is uh, this is the first century, folks. When Paul says um, uh, in the last days, uh, he warns. Um, I don't want to, I don't know. I have the NIV open. Sorry. I don't like using the NIV personally. I've memorized it from, uh, from the new King James, but here's, here's the verse. It says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Perilous times will come. And that word perilous speaks of wild, difficult, violent, fierce check this out that word chalepos also means grievous hard to bear distressing and that is the last days and and what we're living in right now is grievous it's hard to bear especially for those that don't want to comply with the government's mandate uh, which is right now still possible but you they're holding you back from participating i mean like in new york they're holding you back from going into a restaurant or a gym and on and on it's just wild we are in wild 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 days and i don't have an answer for it uh, you know we we need wisdom from heaven And I think that we read the Bible and we're like, yeah, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. No, actually, Paul said that in the first century. And now 2,000, almost 2,000 years later, here we are. And it is indeed very challenging. It's not the Roman Empire, of course, but it's very challenging and it's global. And people would laugh and make fun of Bible teachers that talk about a one-world government with a one-world currency uh, and a mark. Now, I want you to... I want to be crystal clear. I do not believe the vaccine is the mark of the beast, but I do think it does become a type and a picture of what that looks like, that without it, you are being prohibited from participating in the system, you know, whatever, whatever that system might be. And of course, the mark of the beast is something that you willingly choose in allegiance to the Antichrist and denouncing God. So the vaccine is not that. But the power behind it, um, the the wisdom behind it, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, We need the wisdom of God. We need the strength of God. We need the help of God. We need the hope of God. uh, And then in our country, particularly, we have a representative government. Um, These are the people that have been voted in. And... um, this is the way it works. The people that voted in are supposed to represent um, are are the the people, but they represent constituents. And you know, this is it. We got to be busy about the father's business in these last days. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Got a question from Maryland, Deborah, or excuse me, Pennsylvania. Deborah, welcome to the program. Good evening, Pastor. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good. 
Um, yeah, I had a question real quick. I know you're busy um, about um, being slain in the spirit. Now that's an old, you know, way of putting things. Like instead of saying Holy Ghost, we say Holy Spirit. I use both. Sure. But sure. Um, what are your what What are your thoughts about that? Because I feel like I I had this uh, supernatural event. I call it one because it was so profound and it was undeniable. And so in 2013, so um, how do you feel about it, and what is your description of going through something like that with the Lord? Well, there's a couple things, a couple ways I would answer that. Number one, I'm sure that you had an experience that was real. Uh, mm-hmm. You had an experience that was somehow spiritual in nature and in relationship and in response to your relationship with Jesus, number one. Yeah. so. Definitely think you went through something. But the doctrine or the teaching of being slain in the Spirit, I do not believe can be supported biblically. Um, I don't believe it is a normative. uh, I don't believe it's a normative experience for believers. Uh I don't believe a pastor or a leader has the ability, you know, because who made this real popular in the modern days was Benny Hinn. And he would stand up there with his white coat and he would swing it around and all kinds of people would fall as he swung his coat around. (laughs) And um, I believe that kind of stuff is absolute nonsense. However, Uh however, the people on the other side are experiencing something. um, Uh And I think that they have their well-meaning and they're desiring to be close to God. And they're just believing this guy who's not telling them the truth. And so what's happening has some kind of experience to it but it's it's not biblical it's not something that god's wanting us to get hooked up on and yeah go ahead and wave your wave your um coat mm-hmm. to me and i can fall back and say i felt that from the lord no no what what he wants us to do is experience a life of surrender and obedience he wants yeah. us to die to ourselves and and so yeah on the occasion you have these overwhelming feelings i think they're real um i there are many times when i'm overwhelmed during our time of singing and worship like there'll Mm -hmm. be times i'm overwhelmed Uh, there'll be times where i just i I sense this overwhelming presence of god upon me Uh, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's encouragement sometimes it's it's uh you know conviction um but i i definitely know that there is a relational aspect an emotional experiential aspect of our relationship with god but i don't believe the doctrine of the slain in the spirit is accurate real or to be practiced in the church today? Well, um, I um, I agree with what you're saying. I just believe <clears throat> that I was by myself. I didn't have a TV on. I was I was in worship by myself. Yeah, you were overwhelmed. Uh, I wasn't being influenced by anybody or anything. Good. I don't put my faith in anybody. I just put my faith in Christ. I listen Good. to Greg Laurie. I listen to you. Um, I, but I, I, I'm a, I'm also a supernatural uh, believer. I believe in the pillar of fire by night and the cloud and the pillar of cloud by day. I believe in that God that parted the Red Sea. And I believe he's the same today as he was yesterday. I just got through, uh, eight months of chemo with uh, pancreatic cancer. It's a 5% survival rate. Mm. I was a stage two. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm cancer-free for two years now, and there's very few people that live because it's very, very aggressive. And um, I had the Whipple surgery, and I tell you, that was absolutely brutal, and I thought the chemo would kill me. But the mm. Lord strengthened my frame, and he brought me through it, Pastor. 
and I go to Bible study twice a week. I go to church every Sunday, and I've I've been saved since I was 13. I'm 62 now, and um, I am so grateful to Him, and I wanted to give Him all the praise and all the glory to all the people that listen on the show and to you, that there is a mighty God. There is a mighty God who heals, who listens to us. Give him a hundred percent. When you're married and you love your wife, you have to give her a hundred percent, not fifty percent. You have to do that with the Lord. Give him a hundred percent of your heart. A hundred percent. That's a good word, sister. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I agree with. uh, I agree with Deborah. I believe in a supernatural God. I believe a God who uh, is with us, among us, working through us. Uh, can intervene in time and space into our world. He's proved it. He's shown it. I believe he's a God who heals. I'm a, I believe God speaks. I believe God encourages. So good. So good. All right, let's head over to Henderson, Colorado. Richard, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. You know, first thing I want to say is I really like, I like listening to your sermons. I like listening to all the sermons on this station. They really... Uh, a lot of times it speaks to me. I, oh, I heard a, a sermon. I heard a sermon this morning. It was uh, by uh, Pastor Pittman, and he was yes. talking about how we get, like I, you know, Juan. What happened to him? You know, I went through divorce. That's hard. It's like the hardest thing yes. that's ever, ever happened to me in all my life. And uh, Pastor Pittman was saying how God does it to us because we need to learn something, right? He's, sure. he's like trying to do something. And I, yeah. I wish I could hear the sermon, and I don't know how exactly how he worded it now, but he's like, you know, you you pray to God, and you say, God, what am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to What am I supposed to do? Right? Instead, you know, don't ask why things happen, but what do I do now? What do I do? How do you know what the answer is? How does God answer our prayers when you're not asking for? I'm not asking for, oh God, give me a Mercedes. If I get the Mercedes, obviously I'd know God answered my prayers, right? But I'm not asking yeah. for that. I'm asking for. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to, what is, what's the point of this? What are you trying to, to teach me? How do you know the answer? How do you know when God's talking to you? Yeah, there's something in the middle. There's something in the middle between the, the difficulty that you're experienced and the answer to your question, because that's a good question to ask. And I would even step back and say there's an even better question to ask, and that is it's that, that the comfort of God that comes through trials the the question is not so much what, that's after the question who. Who am I committed to? Who do I believe in? Who is my, who is the God that I've committed my life to? And of course we know that that's God who's revealed himself in scriptures, who loves us, sent his son Jesus Christ to us. But what trials do, they reveal what's inside of us. They reveal a whole direction of life. And there's not something in between. So there's something in between the pain points and the difficulties and then the answer to that question. And it's it won't be surprising to you. Uh, what's in between is a life and a walk by faith because that question isn't answered immediately. Um, it's easier answered as you look back over the years and go, oh, now I see what God was doing rather than I see what God's doing in the moment. Um, it's much harder to see in the moment than it is to look backwards and say, ah, look what God was fashioning in me. Look what he was 
was developing in me. You know, many times there is an immediate answer, right? Uh, uh, in general, not specific to you, what God's doing in you, but in general, you know, trials humble us. They slow us down. They cause us to be desperate. Uh, they give us an urgency to cry out to God. Uh, they bring about repentance. I mean, we can go on and on of the things that immediately come, but how God is fashioning Richard or even how God is fashioning Ed, you know, that's best seen a little bit down the road where I turn, where I stop and I turn around and I go, oh, I, I see what God was doing. I see, you know, like in a, a really huge trial in my life, one of the things I can look back at and see of what God is doing is, is he's wanting to humble me. And he's wanting to bring out humility and dependence in my life. So that if you were to talk to me, you know, eight years ago and say, hey, Ed, you know, are you a humble person? I mean, I would say, I think so. And so are you dependent upon God? And I probably would have said, yeah, I think so. But now looking back, I can see there was a lot of growth that God wanted me. He wanted me to learn how, um, he wanted me to learn a lot of things. I mean, I could go a list on list, but I would say that as you look at it, Richard, and look back and you start to see the hand of God in your life, you'll begin to see what God is wanting to to do in your life. And I bet you already you can see a few things. Um, you could see a few things that God is doing. But in today, I'm not so sure because it's going to, all I know today, I need to die to myself, surrender to him, and trust him. So here's what I'm going to do, Richard. I'm going to do the same thing for you. I'm going to put you on hold. David's going to get your information. And I'll send you this book I wrote on trials. And uh, see if it doesn't encourage you. You can call me back on it, okay? God bless you guys. Calvary Live. You. Appreciate you guys being with us. Welcome everyone on Freedom. Come to church this weekend. Calvary Church in Colorado. CalvaryCO.Church. Bless you guys. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.